0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, joining me today uh, is Eric Naline, uh, publisher of InsideTexas.com, uh, your source uh, for everything to do with Longhorn football, recruiting, uh, basketball, whatever you want to know the Longhorns about the Longhorns, Inside Texas is your place. Um, today, Eric and I are going to talk about something uh, that uh, is near and dear to our heart, and I think it's going to be near and dear to Steve Sarkeesian's heart, uh, because he is the one that went out there on Monday and said he expects, you know, 33, potentially 33 new faces on this roster uh, sometime in the next uh, six months. And frankly, that's kind of what me and Eric want to dive in on today and really go deep on it because it's a mixture not only of recruiting, but also portal needs and mm-hmm. roster management. And uh, that's like the perfect, uh Combination for Eric. He kind of sees, sits on both sides of that, and so Eric, welcome in, bud.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Bobby.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm anxious to get right at this. And you and I were talking prior to this, and you had a I thought you had a great way of uh, illuminating what the real issues here are at Texas and how they need to mix their roster over the next you know three months here as, as recruiting winds down as the portal heats up. So please. Please explain that to the, to the audience, uh, almost exactly like you did to me.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that, that when, you're, when you're at the University of Texas, you have a lot of advantages, and the portal is one of those advantages. So with the portal, you can build almost like it's a free agency. Uh, you address immediate needs. And the beauty of the portal is that you can attack uh, your, your shortcomings at mental uh, and physical maturity. Um, guys that you bring into the, in the program early on, you're trying to instill that in them. With uh, the portal, you're getting guys ideally uh, with some mental maturity and definitely some physical maturity about them. And that's how you can address positions on that, like the lines, uh, off the ball, linebacker, safety, those sort of shortcomings that we've seen with Texas. And then you have sort of the draft, uh, which is – oops, sorry. The draft, which is high school recruiting. Um, and that's where you can try to target your elite um, – your elite talents that you need. They're They're so elite that they can play early, even if they are lacking some of that mental and physical maturity. Uh, and, and so, you know, in, in the NFL, you only get one draft pick. But if you recruit at a high level, you have a lot of first round draft picks. And that's where Texas can can really uh, build up the future, but also the present. These guys, the guys that they're after uh, down the stretch are talented enough to play early. And then you have a lot of overlapping needs between the portal and the high school. Uh, that'll be your offensive line. Uh, obviously, they're, they're going after a bunch of high profile guys right now. They need to land some of them. Uh, everybody that's watched uh, Texas football knows that the line has a long way to go, uh, but also linebacker pretty much every position on the, on the roster can be upgraded. Uh, but there's some where there's, there's typical overlap, obviously, quarterback, uh, wide receivers, another one where, where you'd like to see them work the portal and recruiting.
0: All right. So, uh, most people that are watching this video know that they can find the commitments, uh, for Texas on our webpage on inside, We have a football recruiting database. Uh, if you are interested in existing commitments, uh, we also talk about the guys that they are recruiting as well. Um, I want to. So you basically saying there's the portal, which is the NFL essential of free agency, um, yeah. where you can get a fourth year starter at the at you know at the end of the end of his career. Then you can get, or you can go through the draft, which is like the Harold Perkins of the world, right? Yep. What's the, what's the big time Harold off Perkins. linebacker, right? Yep. And then you can also have guys that maybe address both. Maybe it's a younger guy that's a sophomore, uh, but also has some physical maturity in, that, that comes in elsewhere. Or you mix them in offensive line where there's so many numbers, right? You have to get a, a portal guy and a and a, a big time offense, a big time high school guy, right?
1: Correct. Yeah, okay. yeah. You, you can uh, you don't not everybody you get out of the portal is going to be a star. You can address the places where you're thin, and maybe the guy just comes in and helps. He isn't the all world guy. I know in the recruiting world, uh, everybody is either terrible or they're great, and there's no in between. But the, but good rosters are made up uh, widely uh, by by a lot of average players to, to above average players. So you want more above average players. A lot of people think uh, North Shore, Duncanville, desotos they win state championships because of their top players. What they really do is they, they beat you with their 11th guy. Their 11th guy is better than your 22nd guy <laughs> or, or better than your number three guy, I should say.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely, like having having gone to those practices, you know, you you, you look down and, and the, the sophomore at Duncanville is now, you know, committed to, uh, Florida state as a, as a, the guy that replaced Quinton Jackson, right. Yeah. Uh, for the state championship. He's now committed to Florida state. He, he replaced him as a sophomore in high school for the state championship game only. You yeah, know?
1: Freshman. Yeah. He was a freshman yeah, actually. Yeah. A
0: freshman. So the, the point being that that's exactly what you're saying. I, I agree. So uh, what I want to do, you mentioned some guys already on defense, like, like Harold Perkins, there's Denver Harris, the, the corner out of uh, North shore, uh, Terrence Brooks, the corner, uh, out of little Elm up, up in there. Uh, Brooks is committed currently to Ohio state. Harris has not committed. Uh, uh, so there's some, there's also this tug of war kind of that Sarkeesian has mentioned. They're not going to go to the second guys. They're going to try to get the guys that they think can help right now. Um, we'll We'll see how that goes, right?
1: That's that's another value of the portal. Is there a short- term stop gap? So if you're not getting the type of guys that fit your profile right now, uh, then you bide your time with a portal guy, and then then hopefully you win some games next year, create some excitement on the recruiting trail, and then you start getting your elite guys. Now, it doesn't last like that forever. Uh, and there's something to be said for taking developmental guys that that turn out to be really good players as juniors that you might not have expected. But um I think Sarkeesian, he's got he's on a long leash. he's in a, he's in a position where he can punt if he's not getting his type of guys. And then by this time, um, use these portal guys as a bridge to the next class.
0: OK, I think that's a great way to put it. All right. So today we're going to break this into two different videos, OK, because I think that, that this is an important enough topic uh, that we can go in depth on. Uh, so today you and I are going to primarily focus on offense, even though we already mentioned some defensive guys uh, before. So let's just go in, in really doing a roster eval at every position on offense. So let's start at quarterback. Texas has two returners, theoretically. Uh, Casey Thompson will return next year. Hudson Card. And I, I, I say, too, they also have Charles Wright. That's only a, a true freshman. So they have three returners. They have Malik Murphy, already committed, uh, the you know high school player out of Southern California. And they're also in on Devin Brown, who visited right. this past weekend. Right. Does that preclude them from going to the portal? Is that enough? Or do they actually need to look at the portal for potential big-time guy and or a potential stopgap in case Thompson or Card or Wright or one of these guys transfer?
1: Yeah, I think they need a a portal quarterback no matter what, pretty much. Somebody that that can elevate the competition in the spring. Uh, If if they don't get a front line for sure starter, they still need somebody that can push the other guys, that offers depth. Uh, Malik Murphy is talented, but he's not ready to uh, play right away. Uh, Devin Brown is, is talented. He's an early enrollee as well. Uh, like Malik, he's further along in his mechanics than Murphy. But I, I don't, you know, part of playing quarterback is having an understanding of of the whole offense, how to read defenses, uh, giving him time to where the the, the game slows down for him. Uh, for every quarterback, that's different. But you can't expect a true freshman to come in and be ready, uh, even if he's as talented as Devin Brown. Uh, so while Murphy has time, uh, has is going to take a while on his mechanics. He's still going to have to have the game slow down for him the way any other quarterback that will too. So Murphy has a longer route for him than than probably Brown. Um, so, you know, Sarka, while I say he's on the long list, he still needs to win next year, uh, because winning next year is how you, how you get recruits so you can win more going forward. Um, and so, yeah, I think they have to get a portal guy. If an elite guy goes in, they will be all over them, but I, I still think they'll go find a guy that can, uh, potentially start, uh, if not, he's going to, somebody that can ruffle feathers in the spring and get the stoke, the competition can't come I mean, back
0: with just Hudson Carter and Casey Thompson. I, if you think about it, think of the guy at Texas tech right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no offense, but where would he come from, Florida International or Florida Atlantic?
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at Gardner Minshew. They're they're all over. You just – really what Sark needs is a facilitator. You don't need a creator at that position. Just somebody that unlocks the playbook and hit the open guy uh, can get the ball out on time. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be a world beater. Uh, Sark is the one that's going to be the world beater. You know, he needs a guy that he can control with his joystick uh, more so than somebody that he just lets go out and freelance. So, somebody that will play under control and make the right throws is going to improve the uh, – improve the team next year maybe that's one of Carter Thompson uh, but I don't think you could take the risk of of assuming one of those guys will develop into it
0: gotcha so even though I mean here's what's kind of a as a Texas fan right that that you see from afar you see Casey Thompson throw six touchdowns in a game and or play the first half that he did against OU and you're like all right let's let's ride (laughs) to use a Charlie Strong phrase right let's let's go with this dude um But then you realize that he went into a shell for uh, long periods of time uh, otherwise. And I just wonder, is that him and his ability or is it his injury that we don't know the severity, the true severity of? Or, I mean, and and the Hudson card has looked um, shell-shocked almost when he's been in the game. Even, you know, I could understand it against Arkansas almost. And I could understand it against Iowa state because he got kind of thrown to the, to the wolves there a little bit, but not against Kansas.
1: No, yeah, timing was off. Uh, I mean, you see the passing traits with that touchdown he had and put, put perfect touch on it, but it doesn't matter if you're throwing pick sixes out to the flat uh, with Thompson. I think that they, I, I do think another year he would improve in this offense. I think they would probably uh, retrofit it to him more uh, in ways that they probably wish they would have more this year uh, specifically in the RPO game. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't think that he's that consistent downfield threat that, they, that they, the offense really needs to take off and that really, you know, sets up Bijan to succeed. And that's what they need. No matter what happens, that you still have to set up Bijan to succeed. So who's that guy? It's got to be somebody that's uh, accurate down the field. Um, if, if Casey comes back next year as a starter, then, you know, I think he will be improved. There's no doubt about it. He can play well at times. Uh, but another thing that would help him out, obviously, is having another wide receiver threat. Throwing 23 times to Xavier Worthy, um that's that's, <laughs> that, that, that's that's like 37
0: I, carries for a running back
1: yeah that tells you that the quarterback doesn't have enough good options it was good to see Marcus Washington step up and I think Washington will be better next year but yeah I think they they it can just be uh, a guy you know, all of uh all of Texas quarterbacks that they had this year I think were transfers Columbia uh the guy they got out of Shuff, they got out of Oregon and then the kid the other day um so I mean they're you know they just beat Iowa State you know <laughs> so, yeah
0: and, that, that, and, and that's what I'm getting at they yeah. I like the term. I like the term that you used, distributor. I mean that—that's a good way to put it because ultimately, um, you want the ball in the hands of Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy.
1: Yeah, Steve, you got to. Yeah, he's looking for Steve Nash, not Allen Iverson.
0: Yeah, Uh, a great. uh, That's a great point. All right, so possible port. I'm just doing a recap on quarterbacks. Likely, you think they still try to look for a portal quarterback, just for upperclassmen. Um, competition slash um, what might might be able to happen, uh, and then they're still obviously in on uh, uh, Devin Brown uh, out of uh, right, right. Utah. All right, let's go to let's go to running backs now. Okay, so all set to come back next year: Bijan Keelan, Bijan Robinson, Keelan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, and Jonathan Brooks. You think? Uh, Jonathan, are you think Roshan Johnson may get look at another position next year? Or is that just pure conjecture at this point?
1: Uh, I think that's Ian trying to will it into existence. You know, our Ian Boyd wants to, wants to play him at linebacker, uh, which, you know, Rashawn would make a fantastic linebacker. Uh, one thing I love about linebackers that play running back in high school or, or, or college is you get to see those movement skills that they have that would uh, that would transition to the defensive side of the ball. And, and clearly, Rashawn has that and that toughness. But I think that's more Ian trying to will it into existence. Uh, based on the roster
0: um, and, then, and then for recruiting though and let me add this okay recruiting yeah. jamarian miller out of uh, tyler legacy yeah. Jaden blue out of the houston area
1: yeah jamarian's going to be similar to keelan robinson so uh, you know i don't think he would play above keelan obviously but but would provide depth and i think he'd be be ready to go uh relatively early on uh Jaden blue's a bit of a wild card having missed this this year what kind of shape is he in uh that remains to be seen but clearly that position is uh in, is in the best overall shape on the roster
0: yeah I think because I think that we all saw we all see talent so Roshan Johnson is going to be a senior so he's gone and Bijan's going to be gone after next year theoretically as a junior you have to prepare he, he's like, going to be three and yeah. out yeah. yeah and so you're really looking at the year after with Brooks Miller Blue and Miller is taking some other visits so we're absolutely monitoring that situation. I, that doesn't smell like portal to me.
1: No, no, no. I don't think so. Especially, you know, Brooks is going to be a volume back uh, when his time comes. I'm not too worried about that. Jamarian uh, can can absorb a good amount of carries as well. So maybe next year they're looking at a portal if they don't get Ruben Owens. If they get Ruben Owens in the following class, then he falls in that elite category that we're talking about that can play early and uh, just on sheer talent.
0: Got it. Okay, perfect. So recap, no one portal most likely at running back unless something – unless one of these guys bolts or something that we're not anticipating right now. Right. All right. So let's, let's go to wide receiver. Uh, Among the guys expected back, obviously Xavier worthy, uh, Jordan Whittington, a couple guys that are in our Marcus Washington, I think is becoming a vital part of the offense, which is great to hear because he, I think that. I want to say this about Marcus Washington before I go on. And I think it needs to be said, He's one of those guys that's in his third year that you can actually have seen develop. Right. Yeah. He is better today than when he stepped on campus. He's a more complete player, and he's a more valuable player to the team. And he has some toughness to him oh, yeah. uh, that I, I I'm I'm just impressed with his trajectory over the last, uh, really, this season. He's he's become a better player. And then you have guys like Alvante Woodard, Kai Money. They're 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 periphery guys, but you have two key injury guys right now, Troy uh, uh and Jaden Alexis. You don't really know. You hope they're going to be back, but, yeah, you know, okay. oh, yeah, you just don't know. Um, that being said, they've got two commitments uh, from Brennan Thompson, who is the speed guy from Spearman that everybody, I you know, uh, Sark can't say it publicly, but Sark clearly loves him uh, and has liked him since he was at Alabama. Uh, and then you have Armand Winfield um, uh, up in the Louisville area, and he is tinkering with Michigan State right now. So you, you worry about that.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Beyond that, Texas is still recruiting a couple other guys at receiver, one of which is one of those elite guys you were talking at first, and that's Evan Stewart.
1: Yeah, well, I think that I think two guys are elite. Him and both him and Jordan Hudson to me are elite. Oh, I, I
0: forgot about Jordan. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah um, well, the good thing about um, wide receiver is that you can throw them out, out there pretty quickly. As you know, not everybody comes out as quickly as Xavier Worthy and does what they do. But um, I think we can all remember Marquise Goodwin coming out as a freshman and, and kind of surprising with how ready he was. So it's not one of those positions that requires a ton of physical development. Definitely some uh, mental development is needed be getting on the same page with the with, with the quarterback, uh, understanding which way to where he's supposed to be and when. Uh, of course, there's part of that. Uh, but so they can throw some guys out that early. If they get Evan Stewart, um, does that affect the need to go to the portal? I think they still probably they still need somebody just because of all the injury concerns that they have with, with Whittington, O'Meary. Um, you can't count on them. You can't you can't assume that they're going to be healthy for a full season. Uh, but then if, if you get Jordan Hudson, then, man, I'm not sure. If you get Evan Stewart and Jordan Hudson, you throw those two out there with Xavier Worthy, and then you got Brennan Thompson. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, Kyle, Kyle Flood being a size queen. Uh, you know, Steve, uh, Steve Sarkeesian is a speed queen himself. Uh, <laughs> so well, those guys are going to be pretty tough to stop if they can get those four out there. And then, and then that's where the real value of a guy like Marcus Washington comes in to come in and do some of the dirty work, uh, but still make some of those chain-moving catches with that toughness that you mentioned. Uh, and so the, then they're looking. All of a sudden, they're looking in a lot better shape if they get one of Evan Stewart and then and Jordan Hudson. And then if they somehow land both, and it's uh, that's an entirely different uh, position group. Gotcha. Uh, probably, they probably do need to go get some sort of. Uh, I don't know. That you go find some gritty, gutty dude that's caught eighty balls somewhere.
0: Like the like the guy at uh, like the guy at Baylor, Estrada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody <laughs> like that from Dartmouth. Australia, yeah. Yeah. Is that that's his name, right? I mean. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that that's that's kind of what I was thinking, you know, as a, he's not necessarily a stopgap alone, um, but he can get open underneath and take some uh, yeah. third down pressure off of an off injured Jordan yeah. Whittington. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and uh, Oklahoma I,
1: State had Dylan Stoner for years. Um the uh, Kansas state had a guy similar to that. We, you know, we always see him beating up Texas. So who knows if they even play against any other teams? I don't know, but I've seen what they do against Texas and <laughs> yeah, those guys should not be hard to find. I think sometimes, you know, while they are looking for speed uh, sometimes finding that guy that gets open and gets on the same page and makes a tough, tough catch when it's needed is just as important.
0: Yeah. Danny Amendola is not the fastest person in, 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 the NFL or wasn't. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So the, the recap on wide receivers then is, likely one portal guy as a catch-all as, as a guy that kind of is, is somebody that can get open and, and move the chains.
1: Another sort of Marcus Washington, if you can find it.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, and then, but really, uh, is there another receiver? There's another receiver up in Rockwell. I thought that Texas is monitoring pretty heavily too.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jay uh, Neighbors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Neighbors. Yeah. Jordan Neighbors. That's right.
0: Okay. And so that's another one to be, be aware of. Um uh, that the Texas Longhorns like a little bit. Uh, so probably maybe one there, unless you get a combo of guys like Stewart and Hudson, et cetera. All right. Tight ends. Um, Jared, here are, the, here are the returners that I, I've got that are, I think, uh, uh, scholarship guys. Jared Wiley, Gunnar Helm, uh, Juan Davis, Jatavian Sanders. That's That's four tight end for Jeff Banks. Uh, in his position group, Texas currently has no tight ends committed in this recruiting class. Not sure they're going to take one as of right now. Does that mean they might go portal here or do you think that they're set there? Yeah,
1: the, well, I mean, they're in good shape with the number no, number of 2023 20, tight ends. So you could, when we're talking about go find that guy, that's just a stopgap for one year. I think they potentially could look at that. It would, it would probably be somebody that helps unlock the running game more than the receiving game. Uh, because I think they will be in good hands with uh, Juan Davis. They love Juan Davis, and then Jatavian Sanders has a lot of uh, receiving upside. But if they can go find somebody that does the dirty work along the line, um, I think that they, you know, look, look who, uh, look who Kansas just threw out there. <laughs> go find somebody that does that. These 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 gritty, gutty HBACs backs aren't aren't terribly hard to find. Uh, there's going to be one out there in the portal. They could they could theoretically go for that if they don't feel like they could develop it or they don't want to leave it to chance. Um, I do think Gunnar Helm is going to take a big leap as far as that inline blocking. So maybe they don't, they don't look to do that. And then Jatavian Sanders has all all the talent in the world. uh, So we'll see how he develops. So they don't have to do it, but they need to be cognizant of the fact that those guys are out there. Um, Jared Wiley is is deficient as a pass blocker. um, And they do like to run those big, big sets uh, and big personnel packages at times. And so I, you know, if I were them, I would probably would go find a dirty work hard hat sort
0: of guy. They would, you would say, Please find me Jeff Swing Jr. I was about
1: to say Jeff Swing. Yeah. No, you, New you college. Yeah. Middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's a great, you're, you're, I think I get what you're saying. You used the term unlock the running game yeah. because Kay Brewer is a better blocker than Jared Wiley. Jared Wiley's much bigger than Cade Brewer. So you wouldn't necessarily think that, but it's, it's certainly the case. And Wiley doesn't seem to have a feel for it as part of the problem. Right. Uh, and, and so, that makes sense. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, you know who I think does have a feel for it is Juan Davis as an agent. I love
1: that guy. Yeah. I, I think he
0: is a – you know, we talk about football players. Yeah. Something about him. He's got a physicality to him that that is legit. Okay. Now, we saved the best for last, in my opinion, because this is where it gets big and and we're trying to figure it all out. So, Texas has 11 returners next year. If Derek, Derek Kerstetter is likely to leave – Um, even though I think he could have a sixth year because theoretically because of COVID. I
1: think so too, yeah. Yeah,
0: I I think he's most likely gone though. Um, And so that would put Texas with 11 returning scholarship offensive linemen. They are after, they already have two commitments. Uh, Connor Robertson out of Westlake, uh, Cole Hudson out of the Frisco uh, area um, in DFW. Uh, Then you have the two other pieces of this. Um, you have the other players that they're still recruiting, which you talk about a list of who's who blue chip players. That's, I mean, Kelvin Banks, Nato Umiozulu, Zulu, Devin Campbell, Cam Dewberry, Ernest Green, Malik Ogbo, Cam Williams. But a couple of those guys were committed elsewhere. We know that um, already. And then on top of that, you question, well, are any of those guys, I know a couple of them we think could play early because of their physical nature and ability, um, but on top of that, there's the portal and, you know, how many could they take in the portal or does that depend on how many they sign in high school and vice versa, in your opinion?
1: Well, 11 is a, is a low number on offensive line to begin with. So damn, my bad. 11 is uh, far too little. You want at least uh, 15, I would say. Uh, and so, you know, they'll have that come in August, but they're, they're still going to be light uh, in, in spring ball. The problem with the high school guys is none of those guys are early enrollees. Uh, And so that's going to that's going to slow down their development. Uh, That's going to slow down, you know, on both sides of the mental and physical. Uh, You know, the playbook is a lot to learn. So that's 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 one thing that they have going against them. Uh, They are, of course, very talented. I saw Kelvin Banks at his uh, All-American game uh, 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 ceremony the other day. He looks like a million bucks. I mean, future NFL left tackle written all over him. Um, but you know, those guys, all of them take development. It's it's, it's not often that you can get a Connor Williams. Uh, even, even Sam Cosby was good at an early age and he redshirted, Um, so you can't really bank on that. So they do need to go to the portal for sure. Uh, ideally they would find an offensive tackle and offensive tackle will have a downward effect on, on the other tackles that you can maybe move to guard. So you can improve two positions by getting one. Uh, and that's going to be the name of the game. They probably need to get at least two guys out of the portal, then see who's ready amongst these young guys uh, to throw out there. But I don't think there's a single offensive lineman that's, in the position he's going to play next year guaranteed guaranteed that position that, you know, that goes for majors as well. Um, I could see a, uh, I could see a Angelo at center next year, as they look to get bigger.
0: So, so, you, so hold on a second. So you're saying of the existing and returners, none of them are guaranteed a spot in your, your mind. Other than maybe Angelo. I, I
1: I think they're going to make a strong push. If they get the right guys, I think they'll look to put Angelo at center and just try to
0: get bigger across the line. I could see that happening for sure. Wow. Wow. So that would be – and the other guys, the key guys coming back, uh, mentioned Lau, then we have Andre Kirich, uh, Jake Majors at center, who is lighter, uh, Christian Jones at left tackle. He, his, his real home might be right tackle or guard.
1: I would love to see him at guard. If they get that guy at guard, I think he's a better run blocker than pass blocker. Uh, I think he bends well enough, even though he's, he's pretty tall to play inside. I think that would be a very good sign if he's playing guard next year that, that, that they overhauled the offensive line uh, pretty well.
0: And and Hayden Connor as well has come on as a freshman and, and shown some things. And then you have two guys like Isaiah Hookfin and Tyler Johnson uh, that have some ability. Uh, just got to see what they can do uh, with a full year of, uh, of of development under Kyle Flood. Um, and there's likely it's very possible that there's even some attrition along the offensive line for guys that are have been passed over uh, yeah. so to speak, and, and and that sort of thing. So. Um, Certainly interesting, but so you're... Back
1: to offensive line, real quick. I do want to say that you know it's an interesting thing about uh, evaluation. Is I will rate Kelvin Banks higher than Cam Duberry, but I would I would put a lot of money on Cam Duberry being ready to play before Kelvin Banks as a true freshman. So that's one of those interesting dichotomies. You know, Devon Campbell might be ready to play before Kelvin Banks. I just think the upside is is huge with Banks. So even if somehow Texas is able to flip Kelvin Banks. Um, I wouldn't put a ton of pressure on on expecting him to start as a true freshman. I do think he would probably be a year away. Uh, but a guy like Cam Dewberry, that's why I put a, a high priority on him is I think he could come in and play early. Uh, hell, he did it in high school. He played as a freshman at a, on a loaded uh, offensive line in high school, and I think he could do the same in, in college. So that, that's a, there's, that adds a ton of value to a guy like Dewberry.
0: Gotcha. I, I think that that's interesting because, um, I, you know, we look at it, and, and you and I understand – uh, and maybe more than some of these kids do as they're being recruited or, uh, uh, what have you, it, there's a big jump between your freshman year of college and your senior year of college. I mean, you are gaining the right type of weight. You're eating the right foods for theoretically for four years, right? You're, you're, you know, you're committed, right. To being this better prospect or better player. And, uh, I, I love the, the offensive linemen are on. I like Neto. I like, I like Campbell. I mean, Banks is tremendous. Jerry and I talked about Cam Williams and watching him play basketball. Yeah. And you're talking about a 375-pound guy that, you know, can dunk sort of flat-footed. I mean, it's just, that those things aren't real. You know, Malik, Malik Ogbo is interesting because he's a guy that you don't hear much about with Texas, uh, the young man out of Washington. But yeah. it's still very, very much uh, in play he, for Texas. He
1: reminds me of Caleb Benenock uh, out of kd Seven Lakes that went over to uh, oh, where did he go? To? He went UCLA. To UCLA, yeah. And then he actually got drafted. Um, but there's there's a lot of upside for him as a guard, I think.
0: Yeah, I got you. So let's so as we're looking at this, I'm I want to focus a little bit on portal because we don't we're not necessarily un, unlocking names here, discussing specific names. Possibly or likely one quarterback portal that just provides competition to make sure that they find the right guy to be the distributor. Don't think they're going to take any at running back unless, you know, there's attrition elsewhere on the roster that we, we're currently unaware of. Yep. Wide receiver maybe likely one that is a pass catcher or ideally I should say that's, okay. that's really a true pass catcher. Uh, outlet type guy that, that helps yeah. you move the chains.
1: One one thing we should say there is is that's a volatile position. Those guys you know get in their feelings a lot, and if they don't get the ball, they might look to go. So they might there might be another high upside freshman out there that didn't get as, as many catches that he wanted or something. So they might say see if they miss on a guy like Jordan Hudson, they may say all right, we're not going to be able to replace that talent in this class. So maybe this guy still has some untapped ability. Uh, he's frustrated over here. You know, that a lot of those guys, they, they just get in a bottleneck at, at a at a program that has a lot of talent ahead of them. Just because they're not playing doesn't mean they're not talented. So they might have a tentacle out there to, to a guy like that. So I could I could see too if it's if it's one one guy that's going to play for sure and then another upside guy.
0: Well, Jameson Williams is an example, right? Uh, the, the talented receiver at Alabama was uh log jammed at Ohio State. Um, and now he's he's helping. Uh, make Alabama's offense one of the better ones, not yep. not as good as it's been under Sarkeesian, but still pretty darn good. Um, so maybe one receiver, possibly two, depending on who they get in in recruiting. Right. Uh, right. As of right now, tight end maybe one if they can find somebody to unlock the the passing game or the the running game. To your point, but not necessarily. So right. it's a it's a zero dash one, you know, sure. give or take. Yep. And then offensive lineman, you're thinking two, huh?
1: Uh, I think two. Yeah, I think they have to go with two. Um, you know, like I said, 11 is a low number, and then none of those guys that are coming in are are early enrollees, and that, that hurts them a little bit on the developmental side. Um, they need immediate help, and, you know, good offensive line is a multiplier. The, the, the worse the quarterback situation is, the better the offensive line situation has to be, and right now with quarterback unsettled, they have to throw as much, uh, as much resources at the offensive line as they can. Again, at all costs, they have to do what they can to take advantage of, of what would likely be Bijan Robinson's last year.
0: Yeah. Boy, I'm mean, not telling you, Kelvin Banks, Neto, Umio Cam Dewberry, Devin Campbell at guard would be just
1: yeah. If they can if, if they I would if, be happy if they just get Campbell and uh if they can get Campbell and Banks to me, that's a win. Cause you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Robertson as a center. And then Hudson, I think, has some Hayden Connor to him where he's guard or tackle. Uh that would be a fantastic class. And then, you know, the fifth one, just whoever. But if they need two elite guys. Uh, And then they're, they're in it for about five elite guys.
0: Gotcha. All right. So Eric, you and I are going to just give people a heads up here. um, You and I are going to cut this, this video short here. And so it's digestible by everybody. We're going to come back and talk defense in the same way that we just talked about offense uh, in our next video together. Um, Once again, uh, if you're interested in subscribing or learning more about the Longhorns on a daily basis, please consider a subscription to InsideTexas.com. That's where uh, Eric and I spend our, our daily waking moments trying to provide information uh, for Texas fans. Um, we have a special deal on right now for for new newcomers to the site. Uh, also, if you're interested in uh, continuing to see these videos, and more like them, please click on the subscribe button on the lower bottom right-hand part of your screen. Uh, but uh, for Eric and Aileen, I'm Bobby Burton. Eric, thanks so much for your time. I know Texas fans appreciate it, all right.